everyone and welcome to the Queer Mo cast presented by KJ and Shim Sham. I am KJ and over here this Raven Beauty is Shim Sham also known as Austin. Hello. Oh, hello. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, (laughs) We are so excited to be presenting our very first episode here for the new year, 2022. Oh, finally. Oh, I know. What a year it's been. I say now knowing full well that we are recording this in November. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but it's exciting to think 2021 is over. (laughs) I know. What an absolute... Well, Well, here's the thing. I try really hard... And this 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 veers right into poxi- t- toxic positivity. But um, I try really hard to not think of a of an entire year as complete garbage because every year there's always something I can hold on to that's like, wow, that would never have happened had I not gone through this year and figured this stuff out. And we only have this one life in theory. Sorry, Buddhists. Maybe we don't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's that's reincarnation erasure, and it was not okay for me. I used to be a sunflower, and you know that. Oh, I, that actually sounds really nice. <laughs> but anyway, um, and so I always like to try to find, like, what were the things from this past year that made this year worth it, that, 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 were, that were, like, worth holding on to? And... That is where we come into this. First and foremost, this is not a New Year's resolution episode. However, (laughs) we are going to talk a lot about the concept of New Year's and where, for the two of us in particular, because we're the only ones we can speak for, where this concept of New Year's resolutions fits into our lives and where it's come from and how that journey has gone. And... I'm really excited to talk about this because I feel like you and I have had one hell of a journey when it comes to the concept of New Year's resolutions that started off very much like, we're going to be thinny beauty gorgeous, which I think back now and cringe just thinking about (laughs) even saying that out loud. I know. And I I love New Year's. I will always love it because... Like you said, we always like to think it's a new a, a new chance for a new start. But you're absolutely right. We have a long history with New Year's. And um, our goals, I mean, I, I'll speak for me. My goals, um, even as recently as last year, always seem to revolve around weight and weight loss. Yeah. And we are finally kind of, me, I got to talk first person, I am finally kind of um, coming around and being, because I've always known that weight is not a good predictor of health. But I can't help it. You you follow these hot, gorgeous guys on the gram, and <laughs> you you do, you our, our country is obsessed with weight loss. And... And not health. We're obsessed on physical outward beauty when it comes to weight <laughs> loss. And we always say it's, and and I have said that in the past, that it's for health. And I meant it. I super did. 
But then when it comes to losing weight, <laughs> people will starve themselves and do these super unhealthy. Anyway, oh, maybe she's thing. born with it. Maybe it's clinical anemia. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, here's the thing. I have started thinking about New Year's as a full spiritual reset. It is It is the time where we've just passed the winter solstice yule has just happened and i i have started coming into that with a much more spiritual mindset i was raised very catholic and that has not had any ne- negative impact on me in any way shape or form whatsoever in my adult life i promise um <laughs> no one would ever suspect um but it's uh now i think about new year's as okay taking stock of what's there what's maybe missing and how i want to make some positive changes or remain as much the same as I want to. Because that's the thing I think we sometimes forget. We have this idea of everything must be for the betterment of ourselves. It must be to make things better, to be thinner, be more attractive, be more blah, 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 get richer, get this. And why aren't you working harder? Um, Which is, I probably just way overfed my microphone. Um, But it's, it's very that all the time. And I'm super guilty of being that person on Facebook posting about how busy I am and how exhausted and how it's just too much and constantly looking for not only validation for validate how busy I am and how much work I'm doing, but also kind of a desperate cry for help. Someone tell me this is too much. Help me. I know. And, so if you ugh. don't know KJ, she, <laughs> she is insane. And she is, she loves to be busy. And me, this gal. I I get busy, but never because I want to. <laughs> no, 100%. My um. perfect day is getting up and then moving to the couch. And that's it. <laughs> and you know what? I'm slowly learning that those days can be productive. Because they're not productive. Like, that's actually, like, it's it, it's a conundrum. It's a quandary. But it is also, like, very, very true. And yeah. I, I struggle with that on a very personal level a lot of the time. And uh, we were just talking before we hit record about how I'm working on this new EP and I'm very excited about it. And I came up with an album last year that I sort of furiously put together after, like, months of talking about it and years of talking about it and putting it together piecemeal and then suddenly just like jumping all in and like nope I have to get it done and I'm gonna get it done now and that is kind of how I operate I don't think that's necessarily a good or a bad thing but I do need to start recognizing and have started recognizing when it goes from that's just how I like to work into this is an unhealthy behavior that's fostering (laughs) that's fostering negative outcomes um you know and we're we're learning we're slowly learning how to deal with that and i think one thing that really helped me was developing a better sense of my identity as who i authentically am right now in this moment and coming out as genderqueer non-binary which actually non-binary doesn't really work for me i've learned recently it's just it's like the clinical for me personally the clinical version of how I really feel which gender queer gender fluid gender flux tend to work very very well for me because I don't fall into one end of the spectrum or the other I don't I don't feel that way I I do go by they them pronouns I will accept she her because you know like eh, 
it's it's cool. She, her, you know, whatever. But they, them is how I really, truly feel most confident. Please don't call me he, him. It makes me feel gross. And I can't tell you 100% why. <laughs> but being able to come out that way actually really showed me, like, were you desperately trying to say busy because there was something you weren't quite diving into? Was I running away from it? Was I um, afraid to dive more into it? Or was I just... Um, so attached to the grind, I wasn't giving myself a chance to dive into it. And I've now come to realize it's a little of both. But my my goal for coming into 2022 is to focus more on, okay, what has brought me joy? And what is necessary for my growth and for the betterment of the world around me in terms of pain, suffering, which sounds awful, but like it is kind of a part of life. Sometimes we do have to have pain. Um, not have to, but there will be pain, right? It's, it's, it's unavoidable. And sometimes that pain comes in learning that you caused other people pain and harm. Mm-hmm. And that you need to figure out a way to atone for that. And that's a big energy I'm trying to bring into 2022 because I feel like so many people around me are recognizing what wasn't working in their previous life pre COVID-19. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it really, I think it really changed a lot of us. And some, some people in my life have really found ways to make it better for themselves while others in my life, maybe my immediate family, um, blood family, um, have maybe decided to not let that better them. And that is a choice we all get to make and all kind of have to make. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I'm glad you covered pronouns. We should do that. We should cover our pronouns. Um, and so I'm good with any pronoun, but I guess for the purposes of the podcast, I'll say I go by they, them. Um, but he, him, she, her, I'm totally down for all pronouns. I think um, in my queer identity, I've kind of I really like that term gender fluid too, because my gender is fluid and some sometimes you want to be a little masculine. And to be clear, when I say masculine, I mean like wear pants. Right? <laughs> 100%. And I shouldn't gender pants. Pants are not masculine. See, that's see, that's a whole thing we want to cover on this podcast too, is that process of degendering your world is hard. It's hard even for queer people because it it especially here in the Midwest, I I have people in my life who just cannot degender things. They just don't understand, mm-hmm. and um and so I feel like anyway, back to New Year's. <laughs> no, no, no. I, this is great. That's that. Yes, that's that's a big part of it. So, um, but yeah, every uh, so this New Year's, I'm fine. Things like. Um, exercise and how much you're moving and then like food and what you're eating, trying to avoid calling it your diet because I don't like diet culture. Um, But that sort of stuff, I don't want New Year's to be about it at all anymore because that's what I always focused on in the past. And also I think those are decisions we make every day about movement and food. That's a daily thing. That is not something you reboot overnight. That's a lifelong journey. New Year's has to stop being about that. So kind of like what you said, COVID has really made all of us 
I mean, yeah. I mean, I definitely think we're, like, the COVID generation. And, like, we full... I do. I feel like almost, like, <laughs> living through the Depression or something. Uh, all the, of all the generational divides, that one I think I hate the most. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, it's so true. But, like, oh, just so much. And um, with George Floyd happening over um, uh, 2020, like, I'm not going to... We have always been social justice minded, absolutely. Um, but George Floyd definitely woke up because it happened right in Minneapolis. It was right here in the Midwest. Um, KJ was living there at the time, and so just um, that social justice piece that we've always cared about has definitely reinvigorated that in us and made us because. Um, when we were younger and we were students and you're in college, it just kind of felt easier to be social justice warrior, kind of. I mean, protests would happen on campus, and um, we would all take the bus to Madison because we don't like Scott Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, so, blast from the past, Scott Walker. I know. So, like, I just felt like it was easy. Whereas now... We just have more commitments and our lives are fuller. And so sometimes it feels like, how do we um, stay in that social justice mindset and contribute while at the same time, you know, you can't always drop everything in your life, you know? So anyway, I'm all over the place. No, this is good. We are, we're finding a cadence as, as we speak, literally. Um, exactly. So anyway, New Year's. Yeah, I, if, if I'm going to set any resolutions, I definitely don't. Yeah. So I, I don't even know. I definitely don't want it to be focused on exercise or food. That is something we all that, you know, we all discover in our personal lives day to day on our own. We're always working on it um, or not or not always working on it. And that's OK, too. Yeah, I think what what uh, on that note, what I am personally trying to reclaim for myself a little bit is it is okay for me to say I don't eat that or do that anymore because it doesn't make me feel good. And that is a perfectly like valid way to think about food and movement and everything else. Setting boundaries with all of that is how we learn and grow. And I think one thing that De, well, and in some ways, decolonizing, de, uh, like, 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 destigmatizing all of this in our brains means that there was a little pushback. I know for me, like, we we brought up maintenance phase before. Maintenance phase is our new, like, podcast love that I I like. She's our higher power. Seriously, like, <laughs> I I feel such a, like like a spiritual connection to so much of what Aubrey and Mike say every other week, and yet there was still moments where I was like knee-jerk, like, reaction up my spine, like, I don't like that, why don't I like that? And the reason is because there is a lot of, there, 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 there's still a lot of stigma and trauma and identity wrapped around this idea of weight loss, around feeling a certain type of way because I look a certain type of way, not because I actually feel that way. And what I am reclaiming for myself right now is I am not drinking because it doesn't make me feel good. I feel like I'm not myself when I'm drinking and I don't feel good afterwards and it takes me into a deep dark place I don't like and I don't have to validate that for anybody else because I don't have to be 
I don't have to like I've I've had several people try to talk to me about it. I'm not putting anybody on blast. I'm just saying it's happened that like <laughs> like you wh- why are you giving that up? Like do you feel like you have some kind of problem? And I'm like, "Well, yes, but maybe not to your eyes. Like I do feel like I have a problem. I had a problem with not being able to say no after I reached a certain point and continuing and continuing and feeling like like absolute garbage. And then I got shingles over the summer and even one one beer was enough to make me feel like absolute trash. Oh, honey, the shingles. <laughs> we should have a whole episode about oh shingles. I'm going to teach you all about the ins and outs of shingles and everything you didn't know you needed to know. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the Herpes Zoster podcast. Oh my goodness. My name is KJ <laughs> and I am a survivor. <laughs> It was she. Oh. She is she's still on meds for it. Baby. I am. I am. I'm on uh, prednisolone for my eyeball, and also uh, one more month of Altrex until they can take me off of it because it it. And I still got the tingles. You know, I got I got a little bit of the shingles tingles through my forehead and the side of my head and the where my eyebrow used to be. Uh, That's some <laughs> post herpetic neuralgia for I personally, my fellow nurses yes, out there. I prefer shingles tingles. It's more fun to say. <laughs> Um, and it sounds cuter and less like a, 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 a disorder that's going to kill me, uh, <laughs> which I know it's not. But oh, even <laughs> oh, and yeah, everything you were saying. Also, um, it just makes me think of nursing and nursing education. There is so there's much a, good. episode there. <laughs> there is. There is so much good uh, medical and nursing um, educators out there. Uh and I'm in a bachelor's program currently, and um, and so lots of people evolving and learning. But there are still many textbooks out there that use BMI as this like definitive measure. <laughs> I know, and it's like it's like everyone in medicine has acknowledged it's flawed, and flawed is putting it mild- mildly. <laughs> it basically doesn't even help. The BMI. It basically is a non-number. As soon as you're done listening to this episode, go on over to Maintenance Phase and listen to their takedown of the BMI. It is incredible, and they will they will go into a level of detail that, frankly, I don't have, I don't have the time or the energy to go into that kind of research. But I can tell you, just just in doing a little bit of research to like double check what they said, yeah. What I already knew about the BMI is true. It's complete and utter trash. It's a dumpster fire. And we should really just like leave it in 2021. We we shouldn't. I, and that's me as a nurse. I worked in doctor's offices. I've had to calculate your BMI as part <laughs> of my job. And um, and so, yeah, it's a hard thing because it's institutionalized now. And also required by insurance. And yep. insurance really runs the world. <laughs> and And the worst part about that is that like for people... Well, for for people who fit outside of the perfect model of what the BMI is supposed to stand for, which is most of us, because um, very few of us are like average five foot eleven, six foot, like stereotypical average quote unquote European white men. Um, not not a lot of us fit into that category, like statistically. You know, not everyone has my body. Um, <laughs> you you're a, you're a white man. <laughs> No, no. It's... I just meant my washboard abs. Oh, of course. I'm yeah. so sorry. I misinterpreted. Um, <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's one of those things where like I used to get really frustrated because I would use the BMI to, again, we would 
Let's 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 take a journey back to 2014. We have both we have both moved to DC. Well, I moved there first. I moved there with my now ex husband. Um, goodbye. Um, oh, that... you came out. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll talk about that possibly or never. Um, and I. I had decided when I moved to DC, I was going to finally like get this on track. We're done with talking about it. We're going to do it. Time for action. So yeah. I, I moved into an apartment building that we could not afford that had a beautiful gym. It was so pretty. It was very, very pretty. It had plants growing inside of it. It was oh. like a little rainforest that also o- overlooked a pool. It was I very, very that. nice. And again, we could not afford it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but we're queer. We live beyond our means. Oh, goodness gracious. If Will and Grace taught us anything and did it ever. Um, it's that <laughs> queer people do love to live beyond their means, stereotypically. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I was in that gym five, six days a week. I was... Um, I, I stopped drinking for three months. I And actually, that was the best part of all of that, was not drinking for three months was the best thing I did for myself while I lived in D.C. And I was almost maniacally, like, like uh, calculating my caloric intake and, like, very, very disordered eating. I have a history of disordered eating. I've never really categorized myself as having, having a specific eating disorder, but I definitely have had a long and sordid history with disordered eating. Um, I know. I never thought, but we're listening to maintenance phase and Aubrey is so good about talking about that. And I'm like, that's disordered eating. Yeah. Cause that's what I do. Yeah. Cause that was, cause that was that, that, that was my life. I was, I had, I had a food journal for a while. I was, I was listing all of my caloric intake. Um, weighing food, weigh, weighing food. I was weighing myself almost obsessively and taking my measurements, I did my waist to hip ratio sometimes four times a day. That's not healthy. Um, <laughs> and that is not, um, that that is disordered behavior. And I... But I also think very normalized. Well, oh, 100%. And I remember, like, stepping on the scale and thinking, I finally made it below, I'm not going to say the number, but I finally made it below a certain weight, and I felt so good. And then I did, I calculated my BMI, and it said that I was still... Barely under the obese category and in the upper overweight oh, category. That word. And yeah, the it, awful word. We will talk at length about the how word that obese word sounds feel. obese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Morbidly. <laughs> like it's just morbid. Morbid. Well, like, I oh, know. what an awful word. And I was, I was in. Basically, what would be called like the morbidly overweight, just just below obese now. And that was after having lost a certain number of of pounds. And I remember sitting down and feeling so defeated and thinking that I hadn't wasted my time, but that I was never going to be able to fit this perfect model of what a human body was supposed to be. Forgetting full well, I am five foot two and a half inches tall. I am an outlier on the BMI no matter what I do. There is nothing I can possibly do except for become skeletally thin to... I have my father's chest and my mother's legs. Um, Like I am... I'm, I'm built a little brawny, which I don't always love, and I'm learning to come to terms with that, um, and starting to love that about myself, owning what is characteristically considered more masculine, quote-unquote, about my body, which I hated for a long time. And actually, the word hate is possibly not even strong enough. <laughs> I despised my body. Um, and I look at some of those pictures, and I think, 
I thought that I was so disgusting looking in those pictures. And I look back at them now and I'm like, I look so cute and fine. I think I look cute and fine now, but I look at those pictures and I'm like, what was my problem? And my problem was systemic weight loss and diet culture. Yeah. And we normalize not liking our bodies. mm -hmm. Like that is normal. Like no one thinks twice if you're not... Honestly, if you're happy with your body, I feel like that was everyone's problem with Lizzo. They're like, why are you happy with your body? And she's like, do you want me not happy with my body? Jillian like, Michaels. What, what are we saying here? <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to, one, one of these days I'd actually like to do a deep dive on people like Jillian Michaels and, and like people, people who are, are in that same place and like, maybe not put them entirely on blast or anything, but maybe, I don't know, because they are horrifying figures in the diet and like diet culture weight loss world and yeah um but i'm I'm curious i just talked for so long i just got like on and on and on about that i really want to hear from you let's go back to a time where you feel like new year's created either a, a, a happy or maybe an unhealthy thing i went unhealthy i decided to go right into where it was problematic <laughs> i know i used to yeah, because so I always had this attitude of once I was thin, my life would begin. That And what, and I, I can now see how that negatively impacted me and contributed to binge eating. Um, and so we were talking about this before, how when you're not happy with yourself or your body... We tend to gain more weight. And not that that's bad. That's the, see, the whole the whole focus on weight is just flawed because it is not bad to gain weight. It is not bad to lose weight. These are just things that happen, right? And um, it, they're complicated and there's a lot. So anyway, back to New Year's. Um, so I, I always liked to put a time limit on it. I was always like five pounds a week. 12 weeks I oh my god and it's just unrealistic expectations so I recently um looked up the nursing interventions for (laughs) depression (laughs) because I am that girl I like to whip out a textbook I like I like to get I like to find out what what do they say what do they say we stand we stand (laughs) (laughs) and uh a thing with depression is they say set attainable and realistic goals. And you honestly, if you don't live with any level of depression, you don't understand how hard that can be to do. Like some days my realistic goals really are just to like go for a walk, shower, riot, make food for myself, you know, um... And, and and for some people, depending on your level... So, anyway, I just have a long history of setting unrealistic goals. Like, um, oh, even talking about it sounds like I'm just going to have three smoothies a day. <laughs> and that will be my diet. Three, maybe 400 calorie smoothies a day. And that's it. I called it a smoothie cleanse. Oh my gosh. It was and I wonder- just OmniFast. Like, <laughs> I wonder why I gained weight. <laughs> I mean, and again, not I see. And that's the thing. That's a part of my language. I have to change where to gain weight is not a moral thing. Gaining weight 
gaining weight, losing weight. I mean, we've just, we're surviving a pandemic right now. We do not want to focus on weight. We want to focus on staying connected with people. I think emotional health, meditation. So if we're going to talk about real, like kind of New Year's resolution, I do want to get more into meditation. Mm, it's something see, you always now you're now you're speaking and now you're now you're singing my song. Yeah, because uh... we're always talking about it. You always hear it in the in the news media. <laughs> I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Yeah, and um, of course I have a uh, a Headspace app or a Calm app. I don't know which one I downloaded. Uh, <laughs> um, and so yeah, I definitely want to try that because um. People say it really helps them out. And I know, especially with politics these days, I get very angry, very stressed out, very hard to cope. I wouldn't know from our Discord server at all that that's how you feel. Um, No. (laughs) If you're wondering, we have a Discord server, and I will post for hours how I feel about a topic, and everyone's like, is she okay? (laughs) And I mean, sometimes I, cause it's, it's with our, 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 our small group of high school friends that we still talk to, which is such a beautiful blessing to have like high school friends that I feel really close and connected to, um, that don't feel like an unhealthy attachment to the past. Um, yeah. cause that's, it can become that. And I'm glad that it's not because honestly for me, I, I will just like, I will just do, cause discord has some amazing reaction, reaction emojis <laughs> and you could type just about anything in and they've got, they've got an emoji for it, a reaction for it. And I'm at that point in my life where I'm excited to find like a great reaction uh, <laughs> in discord, but I, and I don't think that's sad. I don't think that's sad at all. <laughs> One single red rose. Um, no, but I, I, um, I I love what you're saying right now because where I have been growing the last couple of years is I like to come into the new year thinking, again, how has what happened helped me grow? And what am I taking with me? What has sponged itself into my brain and into my heart and into my soul in a way that's going to help me feel better about my day-to-day life? Because... I'm I'm a millennial doom scroller and I'm not afraid to admit that. I I have a real problem with that and I know that admitting that you have a problem with something is the first step towards moving it's the past first it. Step, honey. First step. And you um the next step in my 12 step program is to um find a group of people who <laughs> we're going to not doom scroll for 3 hours. Um but it's it it is really tough to want to be involved and be informed and walking that fine line between spending way too much time on social media, just intaking negativity and not utilizing it to create something positive or to spur me towards action, but instead falling deep into a hole and feeling like I can't get out of it. And that's an energy I want to bring into 2022 is recognizing the signs that it's happening and grounding myself in something real and tangible in front of me right away so I can step away from it and come back when I'm ready to engage with it in a healthy and sustainable way. Because 2020 and 2021 became all about like reconnecting to that social justice side of my brain and my heart and also (laughs) reinvigorating an unhealthy connection and relationship to it sometimes. And 
if anybody's ever met me, that's so unlike me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love what you're saying because it's it's true. It's this. It's this mindfulness, and also like. And, 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 yeah, how do we use technology and social media to stay informed and stay connected? But, but honey, you posting a Facebook rant, that ain't going to help nobody. And I don't mean you. I mean anyone. Like, that used to be my go-to. Like, something happened in the news, I'm there. I'm on Facebook. I'm posting a status because that means I care. And, and I'm like, that's not, that's not doing anybody. You know who's reading that? KJ and my mom, and they love it. <laughs> and maybe you're one family member who's ready to just shitpost about it and not actually like Ugh. engage with you in discourse. Mm-hmm. They just want to make you mad. And to be honest with you, 2022 is not going to be the year where I'm going to allow myself to get angry at ignorant people because getting because the anger is what they're hoping will derail me from my mm-hmm. from from my central point. And I'm really working on finding ways to be like. Okay, that's where you stand and that's what you believe. I am obviously not going to reach you in this moment and I'm going to work harder to keep lines of communication open, but I'm also going to work harder to recognize when I just have to walk away from that situation. It's not doing either of us any good for me to continue this conversation. And I am not a bad person for not being able to change your mind right now. In fact, I am doing myself a, a major justice and a major service by removing myself from this conversation right now. Yeah, I I am so on board. So a little bit of a shift. I kind of want to just, at, at the beginning of the episode, you mentioned toxic positivity. Oh, yeah. And I think I know what you mean, but I'm not sure. So I kind of want you to talk about, because I'm thinking... Here, here, I'll tell you what I'm thinking. I'm thinking toxic positivity is um, trying to be so positive that you deny others, like, their feelings and their experience. Yes. So that is a huge part of it for me. The type of accounts I used to follow where it was like, hey, something bad happened. Why are you thinking about how bad it was? Just move on and, like, good vibes only. Like, we don't, we don't need any of that in here. And it's like, no, like... Shit happens in the world that needs to be talked about, and we need to talk about it through the lens that it is not a good thing, and something needs to be done. And sometimes the only way to talk about it is by making it clear, this is not a good thing, and you cannot spin that in a positive way. And... Or here's something I struggle with, is when... Because I float between very positive... And we're all gonna die. That's where hey. that's where I live. I float. So I know sometimes when I'm feeling positive and people in my life come to me with issues, I'm like, well, how are you coping? Like, are you doing this, this, and this? Like, why? And and so I think that's kind of toxic positivity. It, it can be. I think it also depends upon the relationship you have with that person. Like, you and I can do that, and I... You or me can make it clear, like, that is not what I'm looking for right now. And we'll yeah. change course. You know what I mean? Like, we've known each other long enough where we can have that conversation. Like, hey, I'm just going to gently remind you that maybe maybe we're just looking at this through a negative space. And maybe we could find something to help us through this. And the other person is more than welcome to say, like, that's not what I need right now. Stop it. And <laughs> and and we'll listen. Um, what I'm really getting at is, like, they're, like... There is a difference between like gentle reminders and like, hey, can we maybe think about that through a different headspace? And 
you should never be negative because there's no reason to be negative. There's no yeah. reason to feel bad about that. And and where where it also comes from is for me. I do it to myself where I'm like, here are all the ways in which I walk through life with this specific privilege. I have no business feeling this way about this thing right now because look at all the ways in which my life isn't this terrible, isn't that bad. And that's toxic too. It denies me my ability to cope and figure out how I really feel about things because I'm just negating my own feelings and my own perceptions of things before I even have a chance to process them. And that is something my therapist is very constantly, lovingly pointing out to me. <laughs> I know, and as you were talking, I kind of thought how um, this actually is related to everything we we're talking about because p- toxic positivity is kind of the opposite of doom scrolling. yes extremes right you and i again we wouldn't know anything about living our lives on two very specific extremes (laughs) not at all (laughs) we're we're not we're gonna eat everything in the fridge until we puke and then immediately being like "Mm, the diet starts tomorrow we would we've never done that oh Oh, my god our early 20s are so cringe but for a very specific reason (laughs) (laughs) or a subset of very specific reasons but yeah i'm i'm hearing you i that is a really succinct way of putting that it's simple we are not we're gonna do the liberal thing at least at least one one one, what's an episode we are not trying to say that anything is very specific one way or the other most things live somewhere in a gray area there's always something in between i do like to find or purple yeah or purple Mm, purple's my mauve maybe mauve oh (laughs) maybe an eggplant Uh. (laughs) most things are eggplants yes exactly oh my god i love that it's not red (laughs) or blue it's eggplants (laughs) oh no dude we just make it political oh, moving on um <laughs> no i did that no, but now it's... i kind of want to start the eggplant party <laughs> i love that yeah. please that would be a third party that's just surround <laughs> the eggplant emoji um <laughs> but but no i really really do i i am trying hard to find more of that middle ground i can be excited that i finish this project that I've been working on that I feel very proud of and feel really good about and also recognize that shit has happened in the world that is terrible. Those things don't exist in a vacuum. The world is not either or. And that is a huge thing I want to bring into my my journey into 2022. My life is not better or worse because I had a little bit more sugar than I thought I was going to have today. My stomach might not feel great, but... I can move forward and tomorrow I'll make a different decision maybe. Um, I can post about something good that happened to in, in my life and then also post about how it's bullshit that something happened. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm being kind of like kind of kind of cagey because I don't necessarily want to get into a specific topic right now. We will have days where we will get into those topics, but because we're focusing on one thing right now and we're trying to stay on topic. <laughs> trying. We're trying. And, and succeeding. Um, but, yeah, you know, Grace Adler. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's it, I, I really, really do feel like I'm trying and I'm learning how to be happy for myself while also being like, this is how the world still needs to change and how I want to be a part of that. It can be both at the same time. And I'm not I'm not a reprehensible person for wanting to be happy about something good that happened to me and also wanting to be like plugged into what's going on in the world and being as aware of that as possible 
and I'm not going to be able to predict when I might misstep and say something out of turn or out of line. And that's how you it's it's how you deal with that when it happens and recover from it and figure it out and know when to move away from the microphone a little bit. It's not my turn (laughs) to talk, right? Like that's something I really want to learn in 2022. Better, I should say. Like continue to learn, continue to grow into. Yeah. Well, I I love that. I think I think we've captured everything we want to. With our new year, 2022, it's going to be great. It's also going to be bad. It's going to be everything. It's, it's going to be life. meh. It's going to be, it's, yeah. Exactly. It's going to be beige sometimes. I know. Ugh, and, I mean, do you have any, how about this? Do you have any closing thoughts for us? I'd love to hear from you as our final, our final thought for the day. Oh, my gosh. Um, Just, yeah, in 20. 20- for t- I, just to know that I like New Year's, I like fresh starts, but at the same time, it's just another day, right? <laughs> like, every day we're learning and growing, and then some days we're not, and we're just doing the best we can. And I don't say that to let ourselves off the hook, but at the same time, to comfort ourselves, because we, we have to be forgiving to ourselves and to others, which is probably what I struggle with the most. Uh, <laughs> we're yeah it's politically i've been very doom scrolly and i so i want to get better about that um yeah yeah well, that was a lovely parting thought i think that's beautiful well everybody until next time we have been kj and shim sham oh slancha